Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, here with another fantastic interview. Let me introduce my guest to you right now. His name is Michael Makunda, and he is a life coach. He is an 800-hour registered yoga teacher who wakes up each morning with a simple purpose to help others rediscover their powerful inner strengths and give clients and students the tools they need to make more meaningful by helping people uh, live life on purpose. Michael works with others to help them restore balance in their lives by helping them make healthier and more conscious lifestyle choices in nine key areas of life based on the circle of life. And um, we just had a quick chat in the green room. I'm, I'm so excited to bring on Michael, how are you doing today? Jim, I'm doing great. It's so good to be here and I'm looking forward to uh, getting to know you and having a great conversation. I'm so excited because um, what I asked you just right before we went live here, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to turn out to be a great interview. So the first question I usually ask my guests is, where did you get your entrepreneurial gene? Did you have parents or grandparents or who was your inspiration to become an entrepreneur or are you the first generation? Well, I think I got my entrepreneurial kind of gene or bug from my mom and my stepfather. My dad was on the completely opposite spectrum of the uh, successful world. He is one of the few people in this world you can actually say started off in a cubicle and climbed up corporate America and retired a multimillionaire working in corporate America, which is, you know, very unheard of for most of us. Whereas my mom and my stepfather were always sort of starting businesses, learning from the mistakes. Some of them would fail. Some of them would be successful. They would sell the successful businesses when they got to a certain point. And that's where I kind of got into the entrepreneurial spirit. I started off in corporate. And that whole idea of working for someone else was just not who I was. And after did, 15 years, I left. Did you go to college, Michael? I went to college. I started off at Penn State, didn't do too good at Penn State, had a little bit of a too good of time and <laughs> was asked to leave Penn State and transferred to community college and then finished up at Rutgers in New Jersey. Okay. And so what was your, what did you do out of college? What was your, your first vocation? My, but what did I do in college besides uh, drinks? <laughs> well, after college, what was your first job? What were you training for or studying for? So when I was in college, I studied psychology and my mm -hmm. whole dream was to be a like psychologist, a therapist. But I had one thing working against me or two things. I was dyslexic and I had attention deficit hyperactive disorder. So I wasn't, the, I was really smart and I understood the material, but when it came to testing, I would get like barely passing grades and my writing skills were not the best to be able to go on to graduate school. So when I graduated college with a degree in psychology, I didn't really know what to do. So someone said, get a job in real estate. So 
that's pretty much what I ended up doing was I got a job in real estate and worked in New York City for 15 years in real estate in many different avenues and very many different hats in real estate. I, you know, from residential real estate to commercial brokerage to new construction development to sales and marketing to asset management. And I did that for 15 years. And then you told me um, at 36 years old, you walked away from a pretty high income. I had on paper the, you know, at quintessential New York City life. I had a brownstone apartment over, looking across the park. I had a very good job making close to $250,000 a year plus bonus. I had an office with a view, which is something to be coveted in New York City. I had, you know, great friends and I had a really nice lifestyle. It just wasn't for me anymore. I started off with the greatest intentions, but after 15 years working in corporate, I looked in the mirror and said, is this it? Is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? And I wanted to kind of go down a different path. I wanted to kind of learn to look inside and figure out who I was and figure out how to make a living helping others in a more spiritual, mindful way. So I left my job at 35 um, to start over as a yoga teacher. Where did the yoga come from? Had you already been practicing yoga or what, what brought you to that? Great question. Uh, I uh, took my first yoga class when I was 19 years old in college. And I've been practicing yoga since I was 19, but it wasn't really something that was part of my lifestyle. Yoga was for me was something you did to kind of do once a week to kind of stretch out the body or do on a Saturday or Sunday morning after a night of partying to kind of work out the, you know, the hangover. It wasn't until I was uh, 29 going on 30 and my ex-wife walked out on me one day and I was really angry and very toxic. And I was kind of mandated to see a therapist to deal with my anger and uh, um, alcohol abuse problems. And this therapist said I should maybe, since I liked yoga, suggested and prescribed me going to yoga classes a couple of days a week as part of my therapy. And that time when I was 30, I just fell in love with the practice and I fell in love with the lifestyle. And that's where I um, really got into yoga with post-divorce, kind of this down on my knees, not doing well, drinking too much self-medicating with pharmaceuticals like Vicodin, Valium, and Xanax, and just in an unhealthy place. And yoga is what kind of helped me climb out of that gutter. So, uh, wow, I mean, holy smokes, I don't know where to go next. I'm, I'm curious when you, so Michael, when you, when, when you left that big salary and went to be a yoga teacher, I'm sure you didn't go into a multiple six-figure uh, replacement income. You know, what did that look like initially? <laughs> <laughs> I failed miserable, missed like horribly. I crashed landed because I went from a lifestyle where I had access to all the great restaurants in New York City. I had the secret number to, you know, Balthazar's to get brunch reservations on Saturdays. And I would go to the Hamptons on the weekends in the summertime. And I just lived a very lavish New York City lifestyle, left that money, but didn't like left the income, but didn't leave 
the lifestyle. And a year later, I found myself penniless. I blew through all my savings and I had to move home to start over. So I'm living in my mom's basement and I'm being paid $10, $15 a yoga class and I have no money. So I ended up having to get a job working at a yoga studio, cleaning yoga mats and sweeping the floors to start over at 36 years old. And it was very humbling and wow. very embarrassing. Well, I mean, it was four, and at, at this point, it was I, yeah, at this point, not to delve into too much in your personal life, at this point, you said you'd been divorced already or is this pre-divorce? I've been, I've been divorced already. Okay. And, and then you walked away from it. Your mom must have been really proud of you for walking away from a multiple six-figure income. My mom was very supportive. My dad at first had very was very troubled by it yeah. because he did not understand what I was trying to do. He didn't see it. In his mind, you get a job, you work in corporate, you become successful because that's what he did. And that's yeah. what my stepmom did. My stepmom retired uh, a provost at University of Southern California. So they were both very successful in the corporate structure, both in academia and in corporate. And so when I left that, that world, they were like, what are you doing? You have this great job. You have all this money. Why aren't you happy? Why are you leaving? And then when I said, oh, it's going to work out, and it didn't, and I failed, and I had no money, and I was living in my mom's basement, it just, my dad was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm not happy. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to crack the code of living a life where I feel good at what I do for a living, and I am making a living at it that is sustainable to my lifestyle at the same time. And I'm trying to figure this out. And I know it's possible because I know people who have done it. I just don't know how to do it today. And you just have to have faith in me. And at first he did not. But as I began to get established as a yoga teacher, and then I pivoted that establishment as a yoga teacher into becoming a life coach, that's when he began to accept it because he started to see the income and the hard work I was putting into it. What was the, what, what kind of time span was it, Michael, from when you were, you know, cleaning yoga mats to when you kind of started, started earning, you know, something you could pay your insurance and gas and food and stuff like that. How, how long was that journey? I'm 41 now, so five years. Okay. So it took me about five years. Wonderful. Wow. So this is, so this is all fairly recent. So what's your life and what's your business look like today? My business right now is a breakdown of three revenue streams, or excuse me, probably like three, four, if I really think about it, four revenue streams. Uh, I still teach a lot of group yoga classes, but now instead of being paid $15 a group yoga class, I get paid $60 a group yoga class. And my classes are packed with 20, 30 students, and I'm sought after as a yoga teacher in my area. My second form of income revenue stream is doing one-to-one -one private yoga. My third revenue stream is doing one-to-one -one life coaching. And then my fourth revenue stream is running a group coaching business also where I have a membership site that's only, it's very affordable. It's $25 a month where people get access to all my training material and eBooks. And then I have two group coaching calls a month also. And those are my four major revenue streams. How did you get, how did you figure out the whole, you know, the online marketing membership site and things like that? Is, is, I'm sure your group coaching, that's not local people. Those probably people around the country, would you say, or? 
I, yeah, well, right now that part is really small. I'm not making like $10,000 a month running a membership site, I, but it's growing. Um, how did I, how did I build that business? Like, how did that come about? Yeah. Like there's, you know, what mentors did you have? Like when you go from a corporate mindset, even when you strike out as an entrepreneur, you know, we all wear the chief cook and bottle washer hat for quite a while. And then as we start to progress and, and expand and grow our businesses, it's, it's usually as a result of connecting with, with certain people and, and, you know, learning different skills, even the possibility of multiple, streams of revenue, which is something I teach. That's foreign to a lot of people who, who aren't entrepreneurial. You know what I mean? It all started with when I was 36 years old, cleaning yoga mats. And I was just in this deep, dark place. And I was just embarrassed. And I felt terrible. And I was just like crapped on at work. And the people that I worked for were just very demanding of me. And my only solitude was podcasts on my iPhone. And I just started listening to podcasts and I listened to everything under the sun I can get across. And it started with Ted talks and this American life. And it's gone into building an entrepreneurial podcast. Like you're just Jim, Jim, I've listened to your podcast before. So I was excited to be on the show, but I didn't want to geek out and be a fan geek with you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Your show and other shows like yours is where I began to get the skills and began to get the courage to kind of start a business and put myself out there. And the two things I've learned along the way is one, I have to have content. You have to put, I had, I learned that I had, if I wanted to be successful, I had to put myself out there in the world and I couldn't be afraid to kind of create a voice of who I am in social media, on iTunes and in the blogosphere that I didn't have to be the next Seth Godin and I didn't have to be the next uh, top 100 podcaster, but I had to put stuff out there. And that was the thing I learned. And then I also learned along the way that I had to have different price points for different people. I couldn't just offer a high ticket item without having some sort of entry level ticket item to bring people to that higher ticket item and provide value at all levels above and beyond what people expect. And I learned that by listening to shows like yours and joining different mastermind groups like Chris Ducker's Youpreneur and How Al Rod's VIP Success Coaching. And being a part of those groups gave me the skills to develop the business I have now. That's awesome. So um, I'm interested in the life coaching businesses. Did you, how did that occur to you? Because, you know, you kind of disrupted your whole life and you've, and there's obviously more than just selling real estate and making money. So I, I have complete respect for that. What, what made it occur to you that, you know, I ought to be teaching other people as a life coach? Um, I was 35 years old. I was living at home and I was struggling and my mom came up to me and was like, what can I do to help you? Like, you're not doing well and I want to help you. How can I help you? And I love my mom for this. And I, was just, and I was just like, I don't know. Everybody I teach yoga with is a health coach. So, and they all went to this school called Integrative Institute of Nutrition. So, and she was like, okay, I'll pay for that. And so I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition as a health coach. And I was, I was going through that training thinking that I would support my yoga business as a yoga teacher. I realized what I loved about the training was the life coaching aspects of helping people who are struggling with some area of their life, right? like whether it is career, 
or losing weight or social life that it's not about where they're struggling with, but rather about the habits and the lifestyle and the environment that, that they choose to be in that causes them to be unhappy in those areas. And that's what I liked about teaching yoga. And so I went, well, I can maybe do this as a living also because I'm 36 years old. I'm not the next Ian McGregor, which is like a young yoga guy who can do handstands on Instagram and it's a huge Instagram following. That's never going to be me. So how can I earn a living helping people as a yoga teacher that's in line with my values? And that led me to become a life coach because part of being a yoga teacher is teaching people to live mindfully, to live spiritually mindful lives, to live in balance and in harmony. And life coaching is this teaching yoga without the physical practice. Wow. So that, that, yeah, I really get that. And by the way, God bless your mom. She sounds like a wonderful woman. <laughs> I mean, you know, to, to be so, that supportive at, at that stage, of your life is a wonderful thing. Although you're never done being a parent. I've, I've, my oldest is 35 and I'm finding, I find that out most days, but, um, I'm really blessed. I mean, the only reason why she did it is because I was working so hard. It wasn't like I was sitting on the couch and I was watching TV and playing video games all day. I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning and driving an hour. And I was getting home at nine o'clock at night and I was working all day and driving all over the place. It wasn't like I was being lazy and I was like a bum. I was, I was motivated. I was just not, I just didn't figure out how to make it work yet. And she knew I wasn't happy in corporate. And so she wanted to figure out a way to help me. So that's why she saw that. So I'm not saying any parent listening, if your kid's sitting on the couch, not doing anything to go out and spend money on them. It's your, your kid has to want it. They have to work. They have to have that hunger. If you're going to help your kid out. Right. So, um, so this is Dream Business Radio. I'm the Dream Business Coach. What's next for you? Like, what's your, what does your dream business look like? Whether you have it now or, or whether you think it's a few years away or five years away, what does living your dream lifestyle look like, Michael? As in terms of professionally, my goal in life is to have two life coaching clients that I'm working with a day done virtually over the phone or through Skype running a successful group coaching community that has a couple hundred members that I am working four days a week. I'm teaching one yoga class a day also. And I have a yoga studio that I'm running on the side that's manageable and financially viable. That if I also at the same time, if I want to go to Costa Rica for a month or I want to go to India for a couple of weeks, I can take my business with me. Yes. Well, and no, go ahead. That's what that's, that's the vision. Like that's the vision. And then, and then running retreats and doing some public speaking. And then on the same time, uh, running a podcast like what you do, Jim, but that's more spiritual. That's the podcast that I'm moving into space now is launching a podcast that's about mindfulness and spirituality. So running that alongside life coaching, mastermind group, and a yoga studio. That's so awesome. Listen, I seldom... um... I seldom give advice like this on my podcast to my guests, but I'm, I'm really connecting with you for some reason. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what the, and by the way, I, I, I applaud you for having such clear goals and most people have no idea. Oh, I just want to make six figures or I want to do this or that. You, you really broke it down. So that's good. But you know, 
one of the things I think that money is certainly not evil, but it it's, can give you a, a wonderful lifestyle, lets you have choices, gives you freedom, time freedom. Um, and it also lets you, you know, make a bigger impact in the world. So I'm going to give you a tip if you want me to give you a tip. Um, I'm taking any advice I can get any day I can get it. So Michael, what you ought to, first of all, concentrate on exactly what you said and keep ramping that up. Keep working all of those individual revenue streams, but the big money for you, I think will come And whether this is 12 months or 24, 36 months down the road, the big money from you, you have a wonderful backstory, but I will tell you, I, I come across life coaches all the time and, and other people and the vast, vast majority of them, probably better than 90% are starving. I bet they don't make 50 grand a year. I think I, think I saw an average like $36,000 a year. Okay, so your, your big ticket back to, assuming you want this, back to financial freedom um, is teaching other life coaches how to build a the, the practice of their dreams by sharing your story and being a mentor to them. Agreed. That's, that's, that, that's in the revenue stream next stage. Agreed. Very good. Um, the yeah, go one ahead. big thing I found with the one big thing I found with life coaches, the reason why they struggle is they focus on, and I realized that too, they focus on trying to, without having a brand, without having a following, without being someone that is on stage doing motivational speaking, they're trying to sell a high ticket item. And when they go through their life coaching trainings, that's what they're told to do. And it's just not possible. And so they miss the, the, the model of what I like to call the yoga studio model, that your affordable group coaching membership site is like your yoga studio where most people are going to pay for 25 to $75 a month for like two group coaching calls. Most people you come across in your business as a life coach would be willing to pay for that. And then your one-to-ones are the people within that membership that at any point in their life, they want to upgrade for a little while to go through some sort of obstacle they're working on that want to pay that 150 to $250 a session but then they want to go back down to that kind of group coaching. And most life coaches don't have that model and don't understand that that's the model framework that any successful life coach does. Right. Um, I think I got time for one or two more questions here. I, I was, when I was doing a little research prior to the interview, I know you, you talked to, uh, on different topics. One of them I, I saw was uh, you teach people how to live a life with integrity. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things that as Westerners in America specifically and is what I and the people I work with are going through right now. Because everywhere we look, we have this weapon of mass distraction. You know, anytime you turn on the news, you see people that are successful in life that have no morals. Every time you turn on the uh, television, you watch TV, you see people on television and most of the main characters are, are, have no morals. Social media is all about living like, you know, showing the highlight reels and, and not living in with like the, your truth. And so all you do is compare yourself and contrast yourself to other people and see that people that are successful cut corners lie, cheat, and steal. And so, and that is this like, and then you sit there and you go, well, why should I be this honest person? 
if the people around me are not honest, that the people around me aren't truthful. And so what, what do I do about that? And I, cause I'm, I just want to pay my bills also. And so what I teach people is that all that material pursuit is just temporary happiness. That's not lasting. And that if you cut corners to get that extra bit of money, you're still going to be this in the same place you are today. And you're still going to feel the same way that if you want happiness and you want success, it's not about trying to acquire that high level of success without being who you are. It's about finding fulfillment. And then when you find fulfillment and then you live this true integral, like true life with integrity and fulfillment is discovered by just helping others. And then when you begin to help others, then you begin to become successful. And because when you help others, others want to help you. And then you're able to have a house, a car, food on the table without having to pretend to be somebody you're not. Wow. And that's, that's basically in a nutshell what I teach. That's pretty awesome. Um, what's one question I should have asked you that I didn't? What's mindfulness? Yeah, I was just curious what question I should have asked you that I didn't. Was there a question that uh, – because I, well, I got time for one more. I, I sometimes will spring that question on somebody and they'll go, oh, you should have asked me about this. Anything come to mind or do you want me to uh, ask you something else? I, I mean, Jim, I think you're a great interviewer and I think you did a great job kind of expressing who I was as a person and everything I like to talk about, you, um, you nailed. You can ask me any questions you want, but nothing that I can think of now. I wish well, I could. It makes well, me sound better. How can people connect with you? Social media? Do you have a website? I'm, yeah, I'm sure some people are fascinated with your story. Give, give us the, uh, the, uh, the 411 on yourself. Yeah, you can, anybody can find me. It's really, in, in, really easy. They just go to my website, yourwellnessyogi.com. And I have everything there on my website. I have, if you want to follow me on Facebook, there's a link to follow me on Facebook. If you want to follow me on Twitter, there's a link to follow me on Twitter. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, my blog, my podcast, if you want to take my, if you want my three week free ebook series or take my life assessment quiz, it's all there. Just go to my website. There's so much free content there. It's ridiculous. I spent years building it out. That's awesome. Michael, thanks so much for being my guest. It was really a, a fun, fun conversation. Jim, thank you so much for letting me be on your show. I really appreciate it. That's my pleasure. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview. Kind of a, kind of really, a really uh, fun half hour with uh, Michael Mukanda. Chandra Cohen, got the whole thing out there. Hey, if we're not connected yet, be sure to jump over to my free Facebook group, Build Your Dream Business Now, doing lots of training. I think we're up to 420 members right now, small business owners, entrepreneurs. I do free teaching every Thursday. Um, that is at uh, Build Your Dream Business Now is in Facebook or the handy link, if that's too much to remember, is dreambizgroup, dreambizgroup.com. That is it. Until next week, another great interview. My name is Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.